transitions can be hard. One moment we think we have it all figured out, and suddenly we are faced with the unexpected. Hi, I'm your host, Sarai Montoya. I believe that everyone has a special mission in this world, and through this means, I want to be a light in your path if you are ready to get inspired. Come join me on the Sarai Montoya podcast. Together, we will learn to maintain joy while navigating through seasons in life, a joy that is long-lasting and sustainable. I will be releasing episodes every Wednesday with topics to encourage you to continue striving to be the best version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sarai Montoya podcast. I am so happy that you gave yourself some space to listen in today. We all go through changes in life. Some can be good and some not so good. And as Christians, we're supposed to maintain joy during these changes. So today's episode will focus on how to maintain joy during changes and transitions in life. We will see what the Bible tells us. And lastly, we will be closing with some practical ways to make joy a daily practice. But to start off, let's define joy. What is joy? Joy is a very essential component of the Christian life, and it appears over a hundred times in the Bible. If we look at the dictionaries, joy is defined as the emotion evoked by well-being, success, good fortune, or by possessing what one desires. Another definition could be a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Now, if we go a little deeper into the neurochemistry of our brain to understand what causes joy, we'll see that we feel joy in our bodies because of the release of chemicals called neurotransmitters that are released in our brain. For example, dopamine and serotonin are two chemicals heavily associated with happiness. <laughs> dopamine is your reward chemical. So when you complete a task, eat foods that you love, and celebrate small wins, That feeling is a result of dopamine being released in your brain. Serotonin is another chemical that is usually released when, for example, if you go on a run, when meditating, or that feeling when you get some warm sunshine on you. Serotonin stabilizes your mood, it gives you a sense of well-being, and that also makes you feel happy. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool if you think about it because God has made our bodies in such a way to naturally enjoy life and our environment. So now that we've covered natural ways to release joy, let's look at what the Bible has to say about joy. Philippians 4.4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Romans 12.15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Romans 12.12 Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, 
devoted to prayer. Now, if we study these scriptures a little bit more, we will see that the biblical definition of joy is dependent on who Jesus is rather than on who we are or what is happening around us. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit abiding in God's presence and from the hope in His Word. So just as we seek activities in our day to bring us joy, such as exercise, coffee, certain foods, or being around certain people, we also need to seek God daily so that the fruits of His Spirit can be released and reflected in our thoughts, in our behavior, and in our actions so that others can see a reflection of God's love through you. As believers in Christ, this is where we differentiate from the world, when things don't go as planned, but we can still have peace. Our joy doesn't depend solely on the things of this world or our circumstances. Our joy is rooted in the hope and faith we have for God and who He is to us. His Holy Spirit gives us peace, self-control, and joy to keep going. Nevertheless, our bodies, minds, and our lives are in constant state of transition. Something is always changing. People are always changing. You are always changing. Nevertheless, change is good. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Therefore, change is necessary in order to get into new seasons in life. Change leads to transformative experiences that really cause us to change. Like, for example, going to college, it makes you a different person getting married, having a baby. Life is different afterwards. These new experiences, they really change you and they give you a different perspective in life. Your preferences, your priorities, they're different. Your biases are different. You're just not the same. I remember when I first moved to live on campus in Irvine, my parents dropped me off in my dorm for that summer And I cried as they left, and I would look out the window, and they were waving goodbye. And as they were leaving, you know, I had to stay behind and start that summer program. And that was the first time I ever moved away from home. It was hard, but it had to be done. And similarly, the day after our wedding, I had to hold back when my family was standing outside waving goodbye as my husband and I as we drove away to start our new life together in Illinois. Although I was happy for that next season in life, I was also sad to leave my loved ones behind, but God brought peace in my heart and He filled those gaps with everlasting joy. He brought people to my life. He brought friends that were very special during that time and Perhaps you've had to say goodbye to loved ones too or special people in your life to start your own life, to start new seasons in life. 
or perhaps you've had to see some of them past and go on to better life. Separation is not easy. Change is not easy. To some, change is very painful and it could be confusing. Perhaps it can bring about anxiety, depression. Change can make you question your calling, even your identity, your purpose, who you were created to be by God. And yes, it's important that we recognize our feelings and process them in a way that works best for us, whether it's by prayer, journaling, or even seeking professional help from a counselor or therapist. But it's important that we don't become those feelings or stay there too long. Eckhart Tolle, author of The Power of Now, he wrote in his book, All negativity is caused by an accumulation of psychological time and denial of the present. Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Too much future and not enough presence. Guilt, regret, resentment, grievance, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of unforgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough presence. Again, too much past and not enough presence. This book is one of my favorites and I highly recommend it because it really makes you realize that there is power in living in the present moment. The book is called The Power of Now. I hope you check it out because it's one of my favorites and definitely one that I will be reading a couple times over and over. The book of Romans, it also tells us not to conform to the patterns of this world. So when changes come your way, remember that your identity is not defined by your circumstance or by your material possessions because you are not of this world. You are just passing through. John 12:15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. John instructs us in the scripture to not overly get attached to worldly, non-spiritual things. As believers, we are to love God and one another, not the world or possessions. Otherwise, you'll miss the will of God in your life. When you cling to one identity, you become easily breakable. If you were to lose that one thing that you're allowing to define you, you would lose yourself, whether it's a person or a title. When you spend your whole life defining yourself in one way and that disappears, you'll be left questioning your identity and who you are now. So the key is to redefine yourself and keep the important traits of your identity so that even if your role changes or challenges come your way, you are not easily broken and you can maintain joy. If you stop working for that company or your ministry changes, 
you won't be emotionally affected by it. Yes, there will be days where you miss it, but you won't stay there because your hope is in God. During the first couple months of the pandemic, I was unable to travel and that brought uncertainty into my life. I questioned who God had called me to be. I felt a big passion for going back to work in the hospital, but I had left that so that I could use medicine to share the gospel in the mission field. And not being able to travel really made me question my calling. But during that time, I was able to transfer that same passion into writing devotionals. I started to write a lot and share the gospel through social media. Perhaps I wasn't sharing it through medicine as I used to, but I started to use my creative skills to write and design. And from that, the desire for this podcast also came about. I had to quickly adapt But I was able to find joy by occupying in other ways, equally as passionate, in order to share the love of God and bring glory to Him. Life is constantly changing and we can't cling to titles, careers, positions, or even people. We have to be flexible with the things of this world because everything is impermanent. So as Christians, we can maintain joy because our joy is not dependent on the circumstances. When changes come our way, we can smile and find joy in the small things in life. So what are you holding on to? What are you clinging to that is holding you back? It's time to let go of your old ways and move on. Isaiah 43.2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. God promises to be with you during difficult times, during major changes in your life. You are not alone. He is with you. And you can anchor your faith on Him, making the Holy Spirit the source of your joy and not let the enemy play with your mind. You are where God wants you to be and that's all that matters. It's time to start living. The enemy wants to keep you in darkness. He wants you to miss out on that bright future God has ahead for you. So make each day count. Start living and strive to become the person God has called you to be. Joy is a daily choice we have to make. It's a spiritual discipline we need to develop. Don't let your mind lie to you that only material things can make you happy. You have access to the source of life, the one and only who can bring everlasting joy. Scripture tells us to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of any kind because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. 
As a way to put these thoughts into practice, I want to share four ways to help you maintain joy every day, especially when life brings challenges. Number one, be okay with change by preparing your mindset each morning. In order to be intentional on the type of feelings you want to generate each day, ask yourself questions like, what is one situation that might stress me out today or trip me up? And what is the way that my best self would deal with that? Asking yourself these types of questions will help you guard your heart and prepare your spirit from the darts that the enemy will try to throw at you in the day. Number two, make a list of things that bring you joy and pick a few a day. Some of the things that I have on my joyful list are morning devotionals, cuddling with my kids, running in nature, talking with my husband, reading a good book with a hot cup of tea. Number three, limit distractions and connect with God first thing in your day. This means before you get on your phone, before anyone else, this will help you prepare your spirit so that you may guard your heart as you go about your day. Number four, smile every so often. Smiling can trick your brain by elevating your mood lowering your heart rate, and reducing your stress. The smile doesn't even have to be based on a real emotion because faking it works just as well. Watch, try it right now. Go ahead, smile. So this week, I want to challenge you to be more flexible when changes come your way by remembering where your joy comes from. Prepare your spiritual and emotional mindset before you attend anyone else by seeking God first. And lastly, be sure to smile more often. Before we close, I want to say a special prayer so that God's presence may continue to be felt as you go about your week. Dear God, thank you for your presence today. Thank you for reassuring us that we can find everlasting joy in you. Even though we live in a world that is constantly changing, let us not get comfortable as we live in it. Let us open our ears and open our eyes for the blessings you have ahead for us. In this moment, God, I pray for my listener that whatever transition they may be going through, Lord, that you can bring peace and comfort to their hearts, that they can be reminded who they are in you, that you give them the discipline to establish the habit of connecting with you before anyone else, and that they can be a light into others that come their way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and giving yourself this space to join in on the Sarai Montoya podcast. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit saraimontoya.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at sarai underscore Montoya. 
And before you go, make sure to subscribe so that you may receive notifications right when new episodes are released. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I hope you'll let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. I'd love to read your reviews. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like yourself enjoy the show and that helps us expand our reach. So thank you so much. I pray that this podcast truly empowers you to become a better version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. I look forward to talking to you next time.